0: And welcome to poplar opinion a call the midwife podcast today is our second of our mini sodes where we are talking about a woman's birth story uh, we want to include little mini episodes of what it's like to give birth or what it's like to acquire a new child We are looking for uh, other people to send in their stories these first two episodes are my stories jam um, but we are looking for any stories. Whether it is, uh, whether you think it's interesting or not, whether it's just a regular old birth story, whether it's dramatic or traumatic or whatever story you'd like to share about your birth, we would love to hear it and love to tell our listeners because here at Poplar Opinion, we think it is really important that every birth story is interesting because every story is different. And so we want to share those stories with the world. Um... So last time I shared my story of my oldest daughter being born, and today I want to share the story of what happened two and a half years later when my second daughter was born. Uh, In the time between my first daughter and second daughter, we moved uh, like 3,000 kilometers away from where we used to live, with no family around, no one we knew. It was a bananas thing to do while pregnant, and I would never do it again. But... Here's the story of my youngest's birth. I started having Braxton Hicks contractions on a Wednesday evening, December 1st. I didn't have these at all with my first daughter's birth, so I thought it might be labor. However, when they went away, they returned and returned every evening for the next three nights. They were really irregular and didn't get worse, so I knew it wasn't actually labor. On Saturday, my mom was due to arrive to fly in to the city where we live, St. John's. Uh, her flight was delayed from 4:30 from arriving at 4 30 pm to arriving at 12 30 midnight uh, i went to bed at 10 and then got up to greet my mom at 1am when she got in thinking the light contractions i was feeling are probably just more Braxton hicks um with my mom settled uh into her guest bed i went back to my own bed only to have find that i had a lot of trouble settling the contractions were getting more intense, and sure enough, I was must be actually in labor. Uh, I drifted in and out of sleep, but by 5.30 in the morning, I got up to get in the bathtub. Paul was also awake by this time, noticing my tossing and turning, uh, and we spent some time timing all the rushes that I was having and talking about how amazing it was that I was actually in labor. My mom had just arrived to take care of our... Other daughter, uh, it was actually my due date, December fifth, and it was just absolutely perfect timing. So by seven a.m., we had breakfast. We called my doula, uh, which, if you listen to the other episode, you'll know that I had a doula for both births. This is a woman who helps out in labor as a support person. is not a midwife, but it is a person who is well versed in birth. I was ready to go to the hospital by the time she arrived, I was feeling a lot of pressure. Uh, I checked in to triage at the hospital and was about 5 centimeters dilated. My doctor asked me about dealing with pain, and when I mentioned I wanted it as natural as possible, he was really supportive. As I mentioned, in my first birth, I had uh, a back injury many years ago and I really did not want an epidural because of that, uh, the trauma of that back pain. Uh, We were sent immediately to a room where I got in the bath again, which was great. Yay for water when you're in birth, it's so helpful. I progressed fairly quickly to eight centimeters dilated. Uh, I had mentioned early on to my nurse that I was feeling pressure and it might be to push. The nurse there kept on asking me over and over, do you want to push? Do you want to push? I felt it really frustrating. Finally, with the courage of my doula there by my side, holding my hand and being a support, I told her to back off and I would let her know when it was time to push. Uh, getting from 9 centimeters to 10 centimeters dilated took me about an hour and was really tough. The rushes were extremely intense and I could not find a position that would help. But I took a short rest, laying down between contractions, and this was the exact same as my first labour. I kind of got a little, right before pushing, a little rest, a little time to kind of close my eyes and kind of half fall asleep, even between those short contractions, and that it was time to push. Those little miniature naps rejuvenated me enough to, to push. This time, however, pushing was really difficult. Um, they had my legs up in stirrups, which they didn't have for my first birth, and I was on my back and just, it was an uncomfortable position, I did not have gravity working in my favour. Uh, it was a lot tougher to push, it took a lot of, about an hour of pushing this time. But sure enough, she arrived. Uh, but one o'clock in the afternoon so it was about half the, the labor was about half the length of my earlier daughter which is you know pretty standard for a second birth to be shorter than a first birth. Uh, she was perfect. she weighed just two ounces more than her sister did. She was uh, just as beautiful as her as her sister and I was so happy that I got to have my natural birth again. I uh, am a huge advocate for... Uh, As natural as possible and I know that that's not for everyone and that's fine but uh, for me that was a really good thing to have for both of my births and her timing was perfect she arrived on her due date which was amazing she arrived just I went into labor the moment my mom's plane hit the tarmac Uh, she that was the story of her birth was this perfect little arrival so uh, that, that's the story of my second daughter, so now, by now you have, if you've listened to both our mini-sodes you've heard both of my birth stories and so now I extend the invitation to you if you have children uh, whether by birth or adoption, we would love to hear those stories, they don't have to be long, these, these episodes are less than ten minutes long and you can share them, either record them yourself and email them to us, poplar at clockworksacademy.com or you can write them out and I will read them if you're uncomfortable reading them aloud yourself. That's uh, poplar at clockworksacademy.com or on Twitter at Poplar opinion. Thanks for listening. I've been Jan Moffat, and that's just my Poplar Opinion.